writer for Spartan Mag and Rivals, Corey Robinson. Thank you for joining me, man. No, no problem. All right, let's get right into it. So, obviously, the first thing I have to start with is Jalen Reed, four-star safety who is announcing April 9th his decision. Um, what do you think MSU fans should feel about this? Should they feel optimistic or that the ship has already sailed with this one? Um, I think there's a little optimism. Um, and I wouldn't end the recruitment on April 9th necessarily, where, say, he chooses Penn State. I, I know Michigan State coaches definitely won't stop recruiting him until he's signed. So he's a guy that even if he doesn't join the class April 9th, you kind of keep an eye on him uh, as the process keeps moving along. Why? So why do you think he's decided to move it up this long? I mean, up until a week and a half ago, no one thought he was, you know, even the May 10th was early. Um, I, I think right now you're seeing a lot of uh, college coaches really pressuring uh, kids to kind of get a decision quickly because they, they're in an uncertain time. So I, I, I'd say Penn State's probably doing a, a good job of getting kids to move up their schedules a little bit. Yeah, and I talked to Jim Comperoni, and he told me that, you know, Tucker was a little late with the offer to read, and maybe that could have affected it. Do you think that has any, you know, meaning to it or no? No, I don't think so. I mean, because they've only been here since the beginning of February. So I I think having three weeks or a month, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. to recruit kids as compared to two years for James Franklin is – the biggest hurdle right now in state. Yeah, for sure. I mean, every, I was talking to Michigan fans about that too. Like, you know, he seemed to steal. I mean, even KJ Hamler, um, Lance Dixon, who was a five star. I don't know if it was last year, but he's been stealing a lot of guys. Excuse me, a lot of guys. But so what you're saying about this is, even if he picks Penn State Thursday, um, Michigan State fans should feel that the recruitment isn't a hundred percent over, and he could possibly reopen it in the future. Uh, yeah, that's my feeling on it. Okay, sweet. All right, next up is Jamari Budden. So I had him on last night. Um, you know, he was very optimistic about Michigan State, said Tucker was actually on the phone with his parents yesterday afternoon. Um, and then he told me that, like I was telling you, that he's not planning on committing until December. So where do you think Michigan State stands right now with Budden and the chances of maybe getting him in the future? Um, Budden is a kid that I really like Michigan State's chances with, especially if he sticks with the later December uh, commitment time frame. Mm-hmm. They've put a lot of uh, resources and time into him, and he obviously has uh, reciprocated those feelings. Um, they have the entire coaching staff for the most part, or at least the defensive coaching staff is all recruiting Budden. Uh so he's really feeling uh, like he's a top priority. And then you have the Belleville-Michigan State connection, which is strong with the coaches mm-hmm. and the program. So he's but, definitely a guy. Not bad. What were you saying? Uh, he's definitely a guy I would feel like uh, Michigan State's in a good spot for and as the recruitment continues to move on. Yeah, for sure. It sounds good, but I was going to say, um, why Why do all the – I know I asked you about this, but all the crystal balls, I mean, 100% Michigan, even Alan True, um, he told me, like, I don't – you know, it's not a lock to Michigan, but I haven't seen any evidence to switch it. Like, I mean, I think Penn State's even ahead of Michigan. Would you agree, too? Yeah, um, I know a lot of people uh, probably that picked Michigan, 
those were picks that happened right before D'Antonio retired or right after. So, I mean, I don't put a whole lot of stock into those at this moment just because if he decides in December, that's so far away. And the fact that with this, you got to kind of look to the future and with Michigan State and what they're doing, you know, December is enough time for them, more than enough time for them to be able to make up whatever gap they had to make up when they arrived where a kid that's deciding early, then that obviously makes making up that gap a lot harder. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I figured too. But um, next I want to talk about two guys. One, I forgot to mention, but obviously, you know, um, so Andrew Anthony and Diamond Edwards recruitment, what do you think about both of those guys as we sit here today? Um, uh, With Anthony, it's a little harder just because he's farther away, I think from a decision. Um, but no, Michigan State's going to put in a lot of work with him, I would guess, right now. Michigan, Notre Dame, Penn State, and Michigan State are probably the four teams to keep an eye on. Mm-hmm. Uh, being a kid from East Lansing, you know, Michigan State is going to do everything they can to not let him leave the city, let alone the state. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then he said Donovan Edwards. Yeah. Uh, um, they, Michigan State, they have a lot of work to make up ground with him. Mm-hmm. But he's reciprocating it. He was on campus uh, before the shutdown happened. The coaches are in contact with him every single day. So, you know, he's getting the attention he needs to be able to swing it back. Had he decided in his original time of June, Mm-hmm. There is no chance at it for Michigan State, but now that he's decided to push it back to fall winter, uh, that gives Michigan State the the window that they needed to make up ground, and then Ohio State filling up at the position where, which was the most likely school he would end up at, also works to Michigan State's favor. And then I talked to some people today, and they're actually going to take two running backs in the twenty twenty one class. So if they get a kid like Davion Prim, for example, early, they're still going to be recruiting Edwards and a handful of other top targets on the running back position. Oh, that's who Prim is. Someone asked me about that yesterday, and I was like, who are you talking about? But is that the <laughs> running back you posted about, the three-star from Texas, was it, or no? He's a three-star running back from Oak Park in Michigan, teammate of uh, Rayshon Benny. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a to me, he's a kid that's very under-recruited and under the radar. When you pop on his film, it looks exactly like Eli Collins' film. And it's a, not a bad film to look like. He's <laughs> six foot, 200 pounds, uh, really agile, good speed, runs with power. So he, he would be a very strong addition to the Michigan State class while not taking them out of the running for a Donovan Edwards. Okay, and to follow up on that, that one last question about Edwards, because I know when everyone's going to be DMing me, like after you said, you know, if you wait till fall, they're going to have a decent chance. You're not predicting Michigan State to get him. You're just simply saying, you know, if he makes the recruitment longer, it only helps Michigan State's chances, right? Correct. Yeah, it's okay. not. I, I wouldn't pick them to win it right now. It's just what what they need is time, and they're getting that. So now that allows uh, them to make up the ground, which I mean. They have a lot of ground that they had to make up from previously, and it'll be hard to eventually get him. But if they do have the time, then mm-hmm. 
anything's possible with that one, I think, where they can come back a little bit. Yeah, I don't even know who the leader looks like. I mean, I guess Michigan and Georgia, but we'll even see. Um, so, yeah, other another guy you just mentioned, Rayshon Benny. To add along with him, I wanted to talk about Raheem Anderson because obviously Michigan State just made the top 11. So both of those guys, in-state prospects, both high four-stars. What do you make of both where Michigan State stands with both of those guys right now? With Raheem Anderson, I, I think they're in it to an extent, but I, I question how much they're prioritizing interior offensive line right now mm-hmm. where he, he uh, goes to – he's a center – and Michigan State has a few of those on the roster coming up now and in the future, I think. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting how far they target him. I think right now, if I had to guess, Michigan probably leads for him. They missed on a few guys, and they're going to miss on a couple more. So mm-hmm. maybe up to their game on Anderson to make him a part of their class. So if I had to guess, Anderson would probably be at Michigan if I guessed today. Okay, and then Benny? Um, Benny, it's hard to say because he's a guy that's far away from a decision, which again is something that plays into Michigan State's hand. Mm-hmm. Um, he visited with the old staff and he also visited uh, the new staff before the shutdown. He's always kind of given Michigan State a chance. Um, if the old staff was here, they had no shot at him, I think, at the end of the day. With this staff, he's a guy that they definitely are in the mix for when he makes a decision later on in the year and then getting a kid like Prim and maybe some of these other top in-state targets that they're looking at are only going to help strengthen their chances with a, a guy like Benny who most Oak Park guys leave the state a lot, but I'm hearing that he most likely would stay or is more open to stay in state. He's, so his mom and everybody can watch him play. The only school I, like someone actually DM me and his mom was actually one of his teachers. And, you know, he just told me the only school if he left would probably be Kentucky. I'm pretty sure you've heard the same thing. Uh, yeah. With Benny. Yeah. I, I think with Benny, I've always kind of felt he is a Michigan state, Michigan battle at the end of the day, even though he has a lot of great options. <laughs> yeah. Um. So obviously, yeah, the next one is a very tricky one. I know you know more about this than I do, but, where do you sit with the quarterback situation for the 2021 class? Um, you know, I know we're recruiting Hampton Fay. Obviously, Caden Salter just included us in his top 11, I believe. Um, where do you think the, you know, Tucker and the staff goes for QB in this class? Um, I think they sit pretty well with a, a handful of their top targets, like Hampton Fay, like you mentioned from Texas. Uh, I would guess that Michigan State's somewhere in the lead with him right now. Uh, both both sides are mutual with uh, each other, liking each other. Caden uh, Salter, right now I'd say he's probably more likely to go elsewhere, but he is planning on visiting Michigan State, and once he gets the kid on campus, anything can happen. Um, Peter Costelli from California. He's a top 10 uh, quarterback in the country for his class. Uh, he was planning on being at campus March 20th and 21st visit, to visit Michigan State. Obviously, that didn't happen, but he, he'll be a kid that gets back on campus. He was recruited uh, 
by the staff while they're at Colorado. So he's got a really strong relationship with Jay Johnson and a couple of the other staff members. Ari Patu is a three-star from California. Uh, him and Michigan State talk. He's planning on visiting in April, which didn't happen. I, I do think he, he got a Stanford offer. And for a California kid, I think that might be hard to turn down. But we'll have to monitor that one going forward to see what he ends up doing. But he is someone that's on the radar, at least. And then uh, Kai Milner out of Arizona. He was planning on visiting March 19th, which got rescheduled. Uh, They still talk, the coaches and him still talk a lot. I imagine that visit will be rescheduled and you'll get him on campus. Yeah, so so a lot of those five guys, um, if you had to narrow the list to maybe the top three, like you said, Ari Patsu is probably unlikely. Who would the final, I guess, final three QBs on your mind? Who would they be, you think? Um, I'd probably say Hamp, Faye, Peter Castelli, and Caden uh, Salter. Okay, sounds good. That's what I figured as well. Um, so, yeah, the next – obviously, the next question where Michigan fa- State fans are wondering every day, when do you believe Hay will get the first commit for the 2021 class? And where do you expect this class to finish maybe nationally? Um, with, with everything going on, it's hard to say when – they'll get their first commitment just because they only had a week or so to get kids on campus. So if unless they change and start taking commitments on kids that they haven't had on campus, it's harder to say. But I know uh, Davian Prim, Caleb Banks, uh, a couple of those guys, uh, Jaden Reed, if he uh, – or Jalen Reed, if he decides to shock a few people, he could be a guy. Um, so it's hard to put a time frame on when they'll have a commitment, but mm-hmm. I think when it's all said and done, I think they'll be somewhere in the top 20, 25 range, which is pretty remarkable for the situation they were given coming in in February and then having the the complete shutdown. So if they can pull a class in the top 20, 25, that, I think that's really good for the mm-hmm. Bodes well for the 2020 class and on. Yeah, I mean, top 20, that's a little, I mean, you know, I know you know you're recruiting, but that's a little top, uh, high, don't you think? <laughs> no, no, it's pretty. This this class is pretty, or not class, but the coaches, they're, they're going to out-recruit 90% of America just off of effort alone. And this is about relationships, and that's how they get the kids where – Yes, they have to come and make up ground here, but I can promise you they're they're talking to most kids more than 90% of other college coaches, and that, those are things that will resonate when kids can get out on campus visits and all of that stuff. So then a kid that you get on campus is more likely to commit after the visit with the relationship that they're building with them right now. Yeah, the last thing I wanted to ask you, um, basically what you just mentioned was, is it basically the, you know, not guys, but all the players that are considering Michigan State, you know, not having these visits, that's probably killing them. Not killing them, but hurting our chances a little without getting them on campus. And to follow up with that, where do you see the classes finishing, you know, in the future, you know, 2022 and beyond? Yeah, I mean, I think it hurts them not having the kids on campus, but they're not having kids on campus. Uh, 
at a lot of places. So I guess you kind of see what kids are still available when the dust settles and everybody's back on campus. Um, there will be those kids that are de- moving their decisions up and going elsewhere that those, those ones kind of will hurt them. But I have a feeling there will be enough uh, good options when the dust settles and they can get the kids on campus and they'll get some commitments. And then going forward with 2022 and on, I, I expect them to be one of the top uh, recruiting teams in the country as far as, you know, getting in early on high, high end prospects and staying with them and getting in the top fives and landing a few of them. And it'll take time, but I expect eventually that a top 10, top 15 range for them is, is definitely doable in 2022. Wow. I mean, that's something for fans to definitely be happy about in the time we're at right now. But um, that's all I got for you, Corey. I appreciate you doing this. Um, keep up the good work with Rivals, and hopefully, I don't know, maybe I'll be working with you soon. <laughs> all right. Sounds good. <laughs> yep. I'll post this later, and I'll tag you and all that good stuff. All right. Cool. All right. Talk to you later, man. All right. Talk to you later.